This is The Top, where I interview entrepreneurs who are number one or number two in their industry in terms of revenue or customer base. You'll learn how much revenue they're making, what their marketing funnel looks like, and how many customers they have. I'm now at $20,000 per talk. Five and six million. He is hell-bent on global domination. We just broke our 100,000 unit soul mark. And I'm your host, Nathan Latka. When I do webinar interviews or I give big speeches to thousands of people all over the world, I usually will talk about data and sometimes show my dashboards, like my SaaS dashboard as I'm growing my SaaS company, The Top Inbox, or my website dashboard, which shows how I take impressions, to convert them into email leads and convert them into customers for NathanLacka.com. The funny thing is, guys, I build these dashboards with myself, no developer, and it's basically free, and I use one tool to do it. You can see the tool at nathanlacka.com forward slash analytics. I'll tell you more later in the show. This is episode 676, and coming up tomorrow morning, we've got a new episode. Remember, every morning, early on Eastern time, you get a brand new founder or CEO interview, and tomorrow is with Gadi Shamia with TalkDesk, which has passed 50,000 paying seats and they've raised $25 million to be your more efficient call center. He reveals his revenue and a lot more data. So tune in tomorrow morning to find out. Good morning, everybody. My guest this morning is Mike Wynn. He is the CEO and founder of a company called Drone Deploy, the leading cloud software platform for commercial drones. And he's on a mission to make the sky accessible and productive for everybody. The company focuses on the agricultural and construction industries, but has large customers from almost every industry across over 130 countries. We've collected more than 8 million acres of aerial imagery. Prior to drone deploy, Mike worked at Google and was an RC helicopters hobbyist. Mike, are you ready to take us to the top? I'm ready. Yeah, this is you're so cool, man. What a cool space. Yeah, I'm lucky. It's, uh, it's a really interesting space. Uh, we're lucky to be at the right time, the right place with the right kind of hobbies behind us. Now, my audience, they're killers. They love numbers and it's not always about numbers, but just so they stay hooked for this whole thing. Where are you guys at? How much capital have you raised? Uh, we've raised 31. Okay. Uh, from VCs of the last three years. We've done three rounds, seed AB, uh, AB in July of last year. Okay, good. So that was, that's almost a year ago. So you're either raising a mammoth round right now or you're selling to DGI. Which one is it? <laughs> uh, no, we actually in, in between stage right now. We're figuring out. <laughs> we, we raised 20 in our last round. That was a little bit more than we actually intended. And um, yeah, we want to ride that as far as we can. We want to build a big business. We don't want to be focusing on raising money all the time. We've got to actually get down, sell some, sell some products. What year did you launch the company in? Sorry? What year did you launch the company in? Uh, 2013. Okay. We, Go ahead. I'll give you some backstory. We, yeah. um, we actually started the company in Edinburgh in the UK, but um, came over to the US to obviously the Bay Area as soon as we could. We got into uh, an incubator named AngelPad. Got given two weeks' notice, and we, we flew over, and uh, the rest is history. Do you have a wife and kids? I mean, how'd that happen? Um, funny enough, I got married in the middle of the incubator program. What? It was, <laughs> <laughs> it was really, really awkward. Then I had to delay my, uh, my honeymoon like three times, but finally got it. Um, it was actually really interesting from a, from a raising capital point of view because I had to raise money in three weeks before I went on my – Thrice, uh, twi three times delayed honeymoon. Hey, you know what? That's a beautiful forcing function, though, where you don't lose leverage and sound desperate. You can use the honeymoon as an excuse, right? Yeah, I can blame my wife. <laughs> She's going to kill me. <laughs> what is she? What's her name? What does she think about all this? 
Uh, her name's Carrie. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm very lucky. She's been super supportive, even now. Um, she's been supportive from the beginning. Uh, obviously, I used to spend a lot of my money on RC helicopters, <laughs> playing with drones before they were a thing. Now, what were you doing at Google? Um, two jobs. First, I started in sales. Um, I was an account manager and selling AdWords to big companies. So that was kind of my baptism into um, a little bit of marketing as well as sales. Useful skill for anyone. And then um, after about 18 months of that, I moved to a team that actually built sales tools. I was a person that could sell and could code. And uh, there was a team building tools for salespeople by salespeople in the company. And it was actually a really fun, exciting time, building product, launching it to hundreds and thousands of people really, really quick, quickly. Now you left, did you leave in 2013 in the same year you launched you know, Drone Deploy? Yeah. How old were you? Um, <laughs> Gotta count back, I was 27. Was there, a, were you with Carrie at that time? Yeah, I was. Was there a tough conversation about, Mike, like if this doesn't work out, you only have 150 grand in savings, what are we gonna do? I wish I had that in savings. Um, <laughs> you had less than that when you left. Yeah, no, it was, um, I, you, you make, in hindsight, when you look at these decisions, you're like, wow, that was obviously a different time. It was a pretty crazy decision. We did have 100,000 pounds of grant money to back us. When of we, what when money? We got grant money. We got money oh, from grant. the Scottish government, um, which is good. So I could at least pay myself a salary yep. for the next like, nine months. What'd you pay um, yourself? Something probably embarrassing low, embarrassingly low. Yeah, it was like fifteen hundred pounds a month. <laughs> Barely enough rent. Okay, so Carrie, you keep Carrie with you. That's great. Hang on to that lady. And then you're building drone to play. You launch it in twenty thirteen. Tell us what the company does. By the way, guys, I encourage you in the show notes, go to their Twitter feed. It really is unbelievable to look at some of this aerial imagery they're doing on things like construction sites, just to look at channels and patterns. I mean, it really is unbelievable. But uh, Mike, I'm getting ahead of myself. I get excited about the space. What do you guys do? Um, we make software for drones and for drones you are work uh, used to fly commercially uh, primary industries are agriculture and construction but we touch pretty much every industry that exists everything i'd say everything from archaeology to agriculture forensic science um in like in, for our criminal investigations we have people using us for insurance inspections like the list goes on and on and on there are uh, obviously the drone space is expanding super rapidly. Are you are you playing in the hardware space yet, or are you s staying away from that and just partnering and only focusing on software? No, we we just do software. Okay, um, it's really hard to do. It's really hard to build a great software company. Oh gosh, yeah, it's hard to make a great software and hardware company. And tell me how you make money. Like, tell me about a paying customer. What do they pay for? So we're a SaaS business. Uh, oh, wow. We're kind of unusual in the drone space in that we're. We look very much like just another SaaS business, except our customers are operating drones. They pay us monthly. We actually freemium, so anyone can go and download our products, go to okay. .com. And if you want to use it commercially, then you'll probably want to pay us $100 a month. Is that what the average customer pays you per month? Yeah, that's kind of the, the mode. And how do you get them to upgrade? In other words, is, is revenue expansion based off usage data or data points or what? There's actually two channels. The, the first one is... Um, you can upgrade in terms of like your plan. So if you want to get more accurate data, um, if you want to do make larger maps, larger 3D models at higher quality, then you need to get our business plan, which is $300 a month. And the other mode is to expand the number of seats. So we actually sell not by the drone, but by the number of people using it. And so if you have lots of your person collecting the data, 
you're probably not the only one using the data. You're probably sharing that. So if you're a construction company, you want other people in your company to be able to figure out what's the volume of the stockpiles on my site, yep. um, comparing what has been built to the plans. All those kind of features are available in our analytical tools, which people pay $100 a month for as well. Okay, so when you say uh, when you say $100 per month, is that per business? That's the average? So there could be seven seats in that? Or is that per seat uh, the one average? Seat. Okay. One seat. Okay, got it. So $100 is the average per seat. So how? don't tell me the seat number. Tell me the total business number that you have paying you some amount. Oh, uh, we want... Whatever a thousand people, uh, we, we count in the thousands. The number of people paying us. Well, is it? But is that people though, or businesses? Like, I might be a business, but I have twenty seats with you. So, is it Nathan? Oh, those, are, those, are, those are businesses. Okay, so you so you have over a thousand business accounts paying you, and how many? All the seats, everyone using you. Are we talking hundred thousand, fifty thousand, ten? Uh, we're we're still pretty early stage. You can imagine the drone market, the drone economy is still quite young. Yep, uh, it's growing very fast. Um. But we're not at the stage where there's tens of thousands of people. I think in the, in the entire industry, we're talking about tens of thousands of people. It, come on. So what's the number? Are we talking like like 2,000 seats total, five? Keep in the thousands, yeah. Okay, in the thousands. But So can we say less than between 1,000 and 10,000? Yeah, you can. Yeah, that's that. that's vague enough where your competitors aren't going to be magnitude. <laughs> Good. I always love when I get an engineer on. Right. But actually, you have a good sales background, too, because it becomes like a numbers game. So that's good. So you guys kind of get a sense. Right. Uh, Mike's killing it. Right. 2013, uh, you know, been in business four years, uh, raised about 30 million bucks, has about a thousand companies using it and call it somewhere between a thousand and ten thousand seats inside of those companies. The average seat is paying about a hundred bucks per month. Um, Take us back. Well, what's your team size, Mike, currently? Uh, we just hit 60. Okay, 60 people. And where are you guys all based? We're in San Francisco in the office right behind me. Very cool. Uh, I know this is very a cool background here. What are we looking at? Uh, yeah, this is the office. This is, this, is where, this is where we have our team meetings. And then the office goes all the way back. We have about 50 of our employees on site, and then we have about 10 remotes. I love that. Well, guys, if you're if you're listening to this via iTunes right now, uh, remember, whenever I do video interviews like this, I publish them on my YouTube channel at NathanMacca.com forward slash YouTube. So you can actually see Mike's face as I hit him with these questions and he hits me back and you can see the background and the and the space they've got. So this is very cool. Um, Mark Cuban, I think Mike recently said the next, you know, the first trillionaire, right? Assuming Bill Gates and his compounding interest doesn't beat you there. The first trillionaire <laughs> is going to come from kind of AI machine learning. Combine that with a super hot space, which is drones. And somebody could look at you and go, this guy's it. It's going to be Mike. Do you, do you see a path to building this into a, tr I mean, honestly, don't, you know, you're not an exaggeration guy because you're an engineer. So you'd be realistic. Do you see a path where this could actually be a trillion dollar business? I was going to say, funny enough, uh, the background of the three co-founders, we ordered math together. My two co-founders did their PhDs in machine learning. So we've got the AI there as well. Yep. Um, do we see a path? Of, of course we do. That's why we, we're building this. What's it look like? The what does the path look like? I think what's interesting about the drone space is it is the first type of industrial robot that's really becoming ubiquitous across businesses. They're easy to use. They, it's really easy for them to navigate the sky. They're none of the kind of the ground driven problems that you have. And so we think of drones as the first kind of the, in some senses, uh, senses, it's the kind of the beachhead for industrial robotics, the mobile side. And then if you take our product, we collect data with drones. It's not a big skip for us to say we could be able to do things like delivering all that in the future, fine. 
But I think what's most interesting is if you think about drones used on farms, construction sites, etc. You don't only want to use a drone to collect the data. In the future, you'll actually use the drone to actually take actions. So the first step is to say, hey, look, we can identify there's a pest in a field. Another drone should come along and actually spray some pesticides. Or um, what if that drone wasn't actually a drone in terms of flying, but it was actually a ground rover? To a piece of software like us, that's, they're very similar in terms of how you would think of how do we control ground rover versus a drone. Um, one works in three dimensions, one works in two. It has some navigational challenges, which actually our software is not designed to solve. The, the industry will solve those problems. So in the future, you can imagine all types of drones, those that fly, those that float, those that drive, being working together on a platform like ours to not just detect problems, but actually to solve them. Now, are you doing, are all your applications kind of business to business or are you working with, call it, you know, what Intel did at the Super Bowl where they're coordinating kind of commercial, we'll call those fluffy duffy drones that don't maybe have a, a, a real purpose <laughs> besides visuals. <laughs> um, so we only do kind of the business to business. Got you it. can imagine kind of that our bread and butter is is farmers yeah i've learned a lot about farming and i'm learning a lot about construction too so tell me a story where some uh, a farmer has signed up to use your your platform and they saved a thousand dollars because of some data point share that data point what was it and how they save a thousand bucks yeah i think one thing that's really interesting about drones and about kind of the technology community is we always have tried to get down to like hey what is that single use case but with drones it's actually what we provide is fundamentally, very simple, we fundamentally provide a bird's eye view of a space that people care about. And you can do all sorts of things with a bird's eye view. It's kind of one of those things we all joke about, it's like, hey, you want a bird's eye view of any business. If you're a farmer, it's hard to literally get a bird's eye view. There's no numbers saying your farm is, your field has grown to 37%. You've got to go out there, you've got to walk around, check it out. You're Make it real. Life. Make it real for us, though. Like, was there a locust infestation in Texas that you discovered because the farmer couldn't walk across all 700 acres and he sprayed something and it saved him money? Like, give me a real story. Absolutely. There are, if you check out our blog and if you check out Twitter, there are countless examples of people finding, for example, there's a good one that came out of through Twitter was a guy found rust in his field. It's kind of a, it's a, um, it's, I think it's a, it's a fungus. Okay. He didn't know from the uh, from walking around that it existed in his field because it was in a localized patch. But he flew his drone. He saw like the, the color of the field is a little bit different in this area. He walked out there and he found the problem. People are finding finding variants in terms of the the height of their crops, and so they need to actually apply different amounts of fertilizers. Actually, sometimes they'll decide not to actually expend any more energy in some parts of their field because they say, hey, this this area is not going to be able to give me good yields. They'll save costs. We've got guys um, in construction finding, determining, uh, doing QA on earthworks. You can imagine you've got like level the site, move soil around. Quite hard to know if it's exactly right. So you, now you can deploy a drone. Instead of having a man walking around with a GPS, you can deploy a drone and what would have taken previously like 10 days, you can now do in one day to mm. actually get the data, understand the quality of the earth movements, where the earth should be moved, how many tons of soil. All of this can happen in one-tenth of the time. Now, take me back to kind of business growth for drone deploy. You've raised capital, which means you have a you must have a pretty good handle on how you can spend money to make more money, right? That's an easy way to say, give me capital, right? Do you know or how are you acquiring customers? What's your customer acquisition cost on average? 
Um, we're pretty unique in the in the industry in the sense that we are um, almost entirely inbound. Um, we have a really successful blog. Um, the that uh, we think it's definitely the leader in the industry of sharing like how people actually use this technology that drives all of leads we've built ourselves up a really strong brand because we are freemium everyone can use it and we've generally we've always had uh, high nps scores all of those things what's your nps own, score um it's it's generally around 40. that's good yeah that's good um and um, all of those things have brought us leads just kind of for free. They come in, people take out their credit cards on our website and they pay. And some fraction of the time when we de determine through like MQL scoring that they are a, um, that they are some, they're maybe a bigger business, we actually contact them and call them up. And so with less than half of our sales are done through the sales channel. How many, so you, you have 60 team members. How many of them are inside or some kind of sales role? Uh, six of them. Six of them. And what are the rest? Mostly engineers. Yeah, we've actually got a disproportionately large engineering team. Well, it makes sense quite, though, right? Yeah, it's quite a technical problem, and we do quite a lot of things. Yeah, so it's, it's important for us. And now, talk to me in terms of uh, in terms of churn. Has any business signed up? You know, the thousand businesses signed up to pay you and then left. And if so, why'd they leave? What was the reasoning? Um, it's funny for us. We have quite a we have a business that suffers a little bit from the weather. Ah, you can imagine using a drone in the winter when it's snowing or raining is just a worse value proposition than in the summer. Um, so that's something we definitely see is that we have, if you imagine your farmers on the platform, um, for them, if you're in the Midwest, like a lot of our customers are, when they stop growing, they stop needing the product. Interesting. And so they kind of maybe cancel for a few months, then sign back up, then cancel and sign back exactly. up. How do you solve so that? Well, I think the first thing, like obviously the initial response is like, hey, how do we get these customers to use the products all year round? That'll be great. Uh, maybe they're building a barn or I don't know. Um, what we're thinking though is just like, hey, look, what you want to look at is just like, what do customers really want? What do they want to do? And if they only want to use the products for an amount of months of the year, if like, fine, you can extend that, we should. But you've just got to build your products and package it and price it in the right way. So that's the, one of the ways we're looking to address that. That makes good sense. Uh, now, uh, Mike, what I want to do now is uh, I've got obviously all the data here. So 2013 launch, 60 employees, six of them focused on inside sales. Again, about 100, or sorry, 1,000 businesses minimum, and then between 1,000 and 10,000 seats. So by the way, I can do the math here and get a minimum number. 1,000 customers and assume 1,000 seats at $100 per You're doing at least 100 grand per month in revenue, correct? Yeah. Okay, good. Yeah. And and your your top end is a million, right? That's a big enough range per month, right? Yeah. <laughs> the right order of magnitude again. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, you can you can leave enough uh, vagueness in there that you want. So, what's the um uh, are you I, I assume you guys aren't cash flow positive, right? With 60 engineers, are you burning you're burning cash each month? Yeah, we definitely burn cash. You can imagine this is an, an early space uh, and there's an opportunity for um us to become the category um, leaders here. So we obviously making sure that we can get there. As a CEO, how do you manage when you focus your brain um, kind of on the business versus when you look at your burn rate and your and your kind of, uh, uh, yeah, your burn rate and say, I need to go start raising capital. Actually, let me just make that a specific question. Um, how many months of, of, of burn do you have left right now? Oh, we, we can uh, go into 2018. No problem. To yeah, no problem. So same we, cash burn, same revenue. Yeah, that's good. So just to be clear, if you keep the same revenue you currently have and the same cash burn, you're good to go through 2018 or um, to 2018. Yeah. 
Oh, definitely. <laughs> Probably through the end of 2018. I'm you reading your facial. Together. I'm reading your facial expressions here, trying to get a better read. <laughs> I want to do the math in my head. Yeah. Um, but obviously, we're a growing business. We grow very quickly. Um, there is. We're going to be at a very different amount of revenue. Yeah. <laughs> At the end of the year, certainly at the end of this year, the end of next year, even at the end of this quarter, we actually, you can imagine the drone space is exploding. We get to benefit from that. And that enables our business to grow really, really fast. If I force you to place a chip, a poker chip on who you think will win the hardware space in drones, I imagine you spend a lot of time on this as you're evaluating partnerships. Who do you think is going to win? Uh, never been an easier question. Uh, DJI is For sure. crushing it. Yeah. Like I told you guys at the top of this episode, I have amazing data and you guys know from my interview style, I love data, but what I love more than data is making it actionable via beautiful dashboards that I can view on my phone, on my TVs, in my living room, or even on my laptop as I'm traveling. And the company that I use to create these dashboards, which pulls in data from my Libsyn backend, my Google Analytics backend, Salesforce, and other data sources is called Clipfolio. You can see an example executive dashboard or my social media command center or my web metrics dashboard at nathanlacka.com forward slash analytics. That's nathanlacka.com forward slash analytics. And you can try it there for free for three months. It's Clipfolio. You can try it free for three months. Everybody else has to pay. So you get it free for three months. Alan's a good friend. He's the CEO of the company. He came on the show. I said, I love your product. Can I feature it? So NathanLacka.com forward slash analytics. Go check it out now. Interesting. Okay, Mike, let's wrap up here with the famous five. Number one, what's your favorite business book? Favorite business book? I'm reading The Effective Executive. That's rather good. Drucker, that's a good one. Number uh, number two, is there a CEO you're following or studying right now? Um, that, I'm a South African, obviously a fan of Musk. Yep. Number uh, number three, what's your favorite online tool like HostGator? Favorite? <laughs> like HostGator. You like um, that? You like how I snuck that in there? <laughs> that, Sponsorship, baby. Sponsorship uh, dollars. Ding, ding. <laughs> If you counted favorites in time spins, probably Gmail. Gmail. All right. Number uh, four, how many hours of sleep do you get every night? Uh, typically around seven. Seven. See, I could add, how many hours of sleep do you get? Like Ariana Huffington recommends in her book, Sleep. So, it's just seven, right? <laughs> Do you know what she recommends? No, I don't know what she recommends. I just know she's always whining about people not getting sleep. <laughs> and Mike, what's your situation? Married, single, do you have kids? Uh, married, no kids. Carrie, right? So no kids yet. Yeah. All right, but you got your honeymoon in. I got my honeymoon in, um, and so yeah, I was really lucky that all that all came together rather nicely. I signed the paperwork from a beach in the Maldives. <laughs> That's amazing. And how old are you today? Uh, Thirty-one. Thirty-one. Out of curiosity, when you were laying on the beach in the Maldives, how did you sign? What what tool did you use to do that? DocuSign. It was DocuSign. Cool. All right. Uh, last question. Take us back 11 years. What do you wish your 20-year-old self knew? Um, yeah, I, I think one thing has just become very apparent to me over the last 10 years is that, okay, you can, you can pretty much do whatever you set your mind to. It's, there are a lot of people out there doing amazing things that, uh, that they, they probably didn't think was possible either. 
Guys, there you have it from Mike, founder of Drone Deploy. He used to be just a hobbyist with RC helicopters, working at Google as a sales guy. And now look at him, 2013, launched, got, got accepted to AngelPad, raised some capital, about 30 million raised to date. Has about 1,000 customers, again, using Drone Deploy for aerial photography on farms and across many, many, actually almost every industry. They're really uh, at the forefront of this space. Again, 30 million raised, 1,000 companies paying them a minimum of 100 bucks per month. So minimum, R, uh, minimum MRR, about 100 grand. And again, a lot of inbound organic uh, leads. Their team of 60 uh, is based in San Francisco. Plenty of cash in the bank runway through 2018. Mike, I'm rooting for you. And thank you for taking us to the top. Thanks, Nathan. If you enjoyed today's episode of Mike, go back and listen to Andrew Yates yesterday. His company, Artesian, has raised $40 million and passed 700 grand in MRR. And I asked him a simple question. Are you about to make a big acquisition? It would mean the world to me if you guys got any value from this episode, if you would go leave a review on iTunes right now and then subscribe. You know, I hustle like heck to get these episodes out every freaking day for you guys. And trust me, I love it. I would do it with no listeners, but boy, oh boy, it makes my day and it makes my team's day when we see great reviews and get your feedback. So thanks so much. Okay, Top Tribe, I love giving away free money. I feel like Oprah giving away cars, and I have something special for you today. How many of you have heard our super sharp guests talk about success they've had with Facebook and Google Ads? Well, all of you listening right now, yes, if you're listening, you get $100 in free AdWords. Here's how you get it, okay? Again, thanks for listening. Get the free $100 from Google, right, when you sign up with my website host provider, HostGator. Go sign up now to get your free money. HostGator.com forward slash Nathan. Again, that's HostGator.com forward slash Nathan.